0: see it coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiper. Bootstrap marketing is a very, very hot topic today. As the economy continues to shed jobs and people find the allure of the startup more and more compelling, we're discovering that we have to do more marketing for less money. And we're actually discovering that it's a whole lot of fun today on the show i've got a local legend of bootstrap marketing brian scudamore started 1-800-got-junk 27 years ago with an idea and a beat-up truck and some savvy about how to market more for less brian welcome to the show
1: awesome well thanks for having me on the podcast
0: no problem man no problem let's get started with with 1-800-got-junk can you give us a bit of the backstory your company like most startups, chose bootstrap marketing ideas in the early days to promote itself. Um, But what were some of the early, early ideas that you came up with when you were a small, small company?
1: 27 years ago, I was in a McDonald's drive through contemplating my future and trying to figure out was I going to go to college, was I going to get a job. And really, it hit me that I was going to go to college like all my buddies and try and become a middle-level manager and work my way up the corporate ladder, and I had to find a way to pay for it. And I saw this beat-up old pickup truck in that McDonald's drive-thru and said, there's my ticket. I, I copied Mark hauling his business model, bought a truck of my own, formed the, the Rubbish Boys at the time, which became one 800 junk And got out there, had a business that paid for itself within a couple of weeks and started to pay for my college education. And ironically, I dropped out of university because I was learning more about business by running one versus studying. Now, what did I learn from a bootstrap level? A couple of key things. You bootstrap because you have to. And you also bootstrap because it's a smart thing to do. As I started to build my business, I became a big fan of some other brands like Starbucks. And they were growing quickly across Canada, the United States, across the planet. And I remember hearing that Howard Schultz said, until you're a a billion-dollar business, you really need to just focus on grassroots marketing, grow through word of mouth, keep your ad budgets down. I don't think they spent a a dime on advertising until they were at least a $100 million business. Once you get to a certain size, as you know, we're now a quarter of a billion dollar business with our O2E brands, our umbrella of all the the companies we we are a part of. And we realized that in the early days, you've just got to get out and, and put the sweat equity into the business and build it through creative tactics, things that are remarkable, that stand out, that have your customers going, wow, I need to use those guys. So what we used to do, and, and still do today, we've got about 1,200 trucks today, but when we only had one, we'd find the most visible, high-profile intersection in the city that didn't have any bylaws uh, saying that we couldn't park there, and we'd park our trucks as big mobile billboards. 1-800-GOT-JUNK. People would see the name, the phone number. They knew what we did, and they knew who to call. Now, that's... As a business.
0: Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, not you. No, I. Uh, that I mean, I just want to uh, bring people up to speed because a lot of folks are used to seeing that now. But at the time, that was revolutionary. Seeing these trucks parked all over, we were wondering what the heck was going on.
1: Yeah, I didn't want an asset just sitting there. Here's my truck payments. You know, in the early days, it was a beat up old pickup truck. I didn't have truck payments. The Truck cost me seven hundred bucks, and that was it. But as I started to get into newer trucks, I wanted to be the FedEx of junk removal. And you see FedEx trucks and vans everywhere. They're big rolling stock mobile billboards. And I wanted to do the same. And it it made sense. There even became a point when we would buy trucks just to park. The truck payment made uh, it cheaper than a mobile, than an actual billboard. And it was something that made sense to us
0: now there's a a great story to the business model you know uh, back in the day before 1-800 got junk uh, when you wanted to get junk removed from your house you either had to make a trip to the the yard yourself not an appealing proposal or you had to go through the phone book find triple-a junk removal probably get a couple of guys who spent some time in federal prison and that was not an attractive proposal so in the words of steve jobs innovation can become the best advertising too. And when people, when one eight hundred junk pulled up at your house, that was incredible innovation. But it was also fantastic marketing. The way the guys and gals looked, uh, the way they worked you through the program, the way they followed up with a phone call—it was all bootstrap marketing.
1: And it's interesting. Sometimes the biggest opportunities are right in front of you. You just need to open your eyes. Our our fourth business, our newest brand, is called Shat And what Shat Shine is is window washing uh, power washing what we call house detailing windows gutters power washing it's a fragmented industry very mom and pop just like the early days of 1-800-GOT-JUNK you expect X cons you don't expect them to show up on time they got a cigarette hanging out of their mouth we are creating a brand in that space house detailing which will professionalize yet another fragmented service So we still can innovate 27 years after starting 1-800-GOT-JUNK with ShackShine and show people that we can do it again. So innovation is often right in front of you, and it's the simple things that uh, often work.
0: Let's talk about the simple things. The name. One of the best things about 1-800-GOT-JUNK is that the name is the advertisement, and the name uh, drives you right to the company. Tell me about about the name. Was there ever any hesitation about calling it 1-800-GOT-JUNK?
1: I got excited over the ad campaign that used to do Super Bowl ads for Got Milk in the United States. And it led me to be inspired to create my phone number of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. People would see the trucks, they'd hear the name, they do exactly what we did. If you got junk, you know who to call, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And so, no hesitation. The hard part was getting the phone number. I remember calling and and the phone number wasn't in service and I had to track down through friends and family through the United States trying to figure out where this number was in service and who owned it. Turns out it was owned by the Department of Transportation in Idaho. And after literally 59 phone calls through to different people, I tracked it all on a sheet of paper, I ended up finding out one guy who worked in the phone room who was willing to give me this number that I was so passionate about having. And, again, it, it's, it's thinking differently, and it's believing so much in your vision, your brand, finding a way to get it. I got the phone number for free, and today it's a quarter of a billion dollar uh, business.
0: Now, that's, that's a, it's a great story because, you know, I work with a lot of tech companies, and all they're trying to do is come up with clever names, you know, Zantrex and Duplex. and you know, And you're going, why don't you just come up with a simple name that says what you do? And uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK is probably the best example I know of something like that where you remember the name if you've got the phone number on the tip of your brain too.
1: Yeah, and it's something that we don't go after phone numbers in the same way anymore because everything's all about search, it's all about search engines. People don't remember phone numbers. I couldn't even tell you my wife's phone number. I just know it's in my phone. And when I, when I think of brands and we go into new spaces, we think of things that are memorable, that are descriptive. So again, back to the example of Shack Shine. Shack shine. We'll, sh- we'll shine your shack. You know, take care of your home. Your home will love you. It's pretty simple stuff.
0: I'm talking about simple stuff, it, it all looks so simple in hindsight. When you see great bootstrap marketing like the 1-800-GOT-JUNK uh, truck on the side of the road, it's fantastic. You go, why didn't I think of that? But you also see that the highway of bootstrap marketing is littered with the corpses of lousy ideas. What, in your opinion, do you have to do to get the bootstrap marketing right?
1: you've got to do it consistently. You've got to keep going before you you give up. You you know, there's times when in a business, you'll face what what we call the chickening out period, where you just go, ah, I don't know if this this marketing tactic is working. I'm parking the trucks around, but nobody's calling. Sometimes you need to give it time, consistency. A, A tactic we did years ago was we had these blue wigs. And we thought, okay, how do we, Kicky back on to the Vancouver Canucks, who are on a big playoff run. Their colors are blue. Let's take these wigs. We, we bought a thousand wigs, cost us, I think, a, I don't know, a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, and we gave them out at the playoffs outside the stadium. And we said, Here you go, wear this wig, get into the spirit, let's cheer on the Canucks, let's fill the stadium with blue wigs. We got three uh, live remotes going on at different news stations at the same time, three different people from my company. It's 60 media hits. We were on the front page of the province, the local newspaper. And it was one of those moments where you're like, wow, something so simple. Guerrilla marketing, absolute bootstrap, didn't cost us much at all. Everybody was like, wow, we're excited for these Canucks. And look what this 1-800-GOT-JUNK company is doing to piggyback on the spirit. And we, you know, we made it uh, rules at the head office that while the playoffs were going on, you had to wear these blue wigs inside because we were that pumped about uh, about them winning the championship, which didn't happen, but they, they, we certainly had the spirits high.
0: You know what's, what's interesting about that is everything that you just said doesn't tie back to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. What it ties back to is rooting for the hometown team, doing something for the community, getting something that everybody can get behind as opposed to, hey, guys, cheer for our company. Nobody wants to cheer for a company. Everybody wants to cheer for the Canucks. So you did something that was, you know, unabashedly just boosting the local team and doing something great for the community, and it came back and paid you dividends. Yeah, it's,
1: it's having fun. It's standing up from the crowd. It's being remarkable, and, and remarkable is a word that I borrow from someone who uses it quite often, one of my favorite marketers, Seth Godin, and he writes a book, uh, wrote a book called The Purple Cow. Give people something to remark about. So, you know, he tells a story of he's in France with a family on a train. He sees black and white cow after cow after 10,000 cows. He goes, imagine if I saw a purple one. They wouldn't blend in. They wouldn't be ignored. They'd be remarked about. Mm-hmm. So Seth Godin says, what's that purple cow, what's the thing in your business or your marketing tactic that allows you to stand out from everyone else? Everyone right now is, is doing Facebook marketing and doing Twitter and this and that. Well, are you doing it in such a unique way that someone's going to take notice? Right. That's what goes viral. you got to right. be remarkable.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, viral is probably the most overused word since Synergy. And uh, what people don't grasp is that it has to be good before it goes viral. You just can't go out and create something viral. Now, uh, marketing online. Everybody says it's extremely inexpensive so you can afford to make a lot of mistakes and just try, try, try again. Do you have any thoughts on online marketing versus traditional marketing? I know that 1-800-GOT-JUNK and O2E, uh, you back a lot of radio advertising, for example, traditional marketing. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I, I think you get to a point where you have to start doing some, uh, you know, big advertising. So Starbucks, again, as an example, when you get to be a hundred million dollar business or a billion dollar business, you have to use mass marketing to keep your brand alive. You use the buzz and the guerrilla marketing to get yourselves going and off to a great start. But then we'll use radio, which we spend seven million dollars a year on radio. But again, how do we do it in a remarkable way? We've got some ads that stand out, that have a, a funky sort of sound to them and tone and story line that, that has people going, huh? you know? And they, they listen and it breaks out from the crowd. So online marketing, radio, whatever someone is doing, my own personal belief is how do you stand out from everyone else? On the radio, you hear ad after ad where someone says, you know, get down here, save this amount of money. We're open till midnight, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't be saying the same thing to everyone. You've got to really be, or the same thing as every other ad, you've got to really have that attention grabbing, uh, tone, energy, something that's different that is your purple cow that people notice.
0: Now, closing thoughts. Advice to people who are standing there, they just got out of college or they're trying to pay their way through college and they want to replicate the success of 1-800-GOT-JUNK and Brian Scudamore, what advice do you have for people with small companies today who want to learn for your success as a bootstrap marketer. Do you have one or two or even three bits of advice that you give them?
1: I've learned so much and I continue to learn so much so I could talk for hours about uh, advice. I guess with a 60-second window, I'd say have a clear vision. What's your painted picture? What's your vision of what you're trying to create and why you're creating it? I knew I wanted to build a globally admired brand. I knew we were going to build the FedEx of junk removal with clean, shiny trucks, friendly, uniformed drivers. I had a vision that we'd be on the Oprah Winfrey Show. What did it cost us? Nothing. She paid my hotel, my airfare, the whole bit. So, Think of the things that you want to accomplish and what the future looks like for you. Don't get stuck on how to get there. If I had thought to myself, okay, we're gonna be on the Oprah Winfrey Show, how am I gonna get there? I'd get trapped and overwhelmed and think it's such a bad idea, I'd take it off the list. But over time, because I committed to it in writing, I found a way through belief and perseverance to make that dream and goal come true.
0: All right, now, closing thought, the plant and the cup of coffee when you move into your house that is one of my personal favorites because when i when i used your service to help me move uh my friend who works with you uh he said ask for the coffee and ask for the plant tell me about the plant and the coffee
1: give customers something to remark about thank them for the the opportunity that they gave you to move them Our mission in You Move Me is about moving people, not just their boxes. It's a little thing. When you bring a coffee to someone, you're starting the day showing you care. Hey, Mrs. Jones, you've obviously packed your coffee maker today because you're moving. What kind of hot drink can we bring you? We're going to be there in 15, 20 minutes. Oh, your husband would love something? Great. What can we bring you? And the plant at the end is just that little thank you that says, here's a, a nice potted little plant. With a thank you card from You Move Me signed by the crew inside. And it's an opportunity just to say thank you. And, and it's funny because people will Instagram and Facebook the heck out of these things. They'll take photos without us asking and they'll put them out on the internet. Talk about free guerrilla marketing that helps spread the word when a customer goes, Look at these guys, best movers ever pretty awesome stuff.
0: That's what I, what I love about it too is that it, it plays on the most obvious cliche. When you move into a new place, what do you get? The joke is you get a plant. But you've turned that into a remarkable marketing idea. People take pictures of it and people like me are going, I need my plant, give me my plant. You, you, you attach right. incredible value to a thing that's actually just a nice little smile. So hats off to you. Thank you very, very much for taking the time this morning. I know you're a busy guy, but thanks very much for showing us the secrets to success.
1: Yeah, well, uh, thank you for including me, and you timed this thing perfectly because I just pulled up to my next appointment. So uh, best of luck with your talk, and thanks, Mark.
0: Talk to you soon, Brian. Bye.
1: Okay. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you want to get a hold of me, drop me an email at mark, M-A-R-C, at markstoiber.com. M-A-R-C-S-T-O-I-B-E-R.com. Have a good one.